If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because she's back. The one, the only Miss Melissa Rivers. Good morning. What is going on, Melissa? How are you today? Oh, I am upright and (laughs) awake and so pretty dang good. You know, I would ask you what you've been up to since the last time you were here, but you wrote a book. I wrote a book. So lies, my, lies my mother told me. Tall Tales from a Short Woman. I love it. So that's not, you've been using your time wisely. I try, you know, I try and use my time wisely. Not always, doesn't always work that way, but there you go. How did this book come about? How did this book come about? My writing partner and I were sort of thinking about what we wanted to do next. This is my fourth book. And my third with him, third with him. Yeah. Third with him. And originally we wanted to write a diary from my point of view. And then we're like, well, let's, let's, what what are we going to talk about? You know, everyone's life is interesting, but not daily interesting. We're like, Oh, that's going to be a tough one. And so we started making up these crazy stories, literally making them up about my mom. And then we're like, oh, this is good. Lies, all lies. And, you know, we were living in such a um, factually challenged world and when we started it with COVID and the whole, you know, everything crazy that was going on. And we're like, what would she be saying? And we just started writing all these lies. So we would take a topic and be like, what? would be the most outrageous thing someone could say. And then we put it in my mom's mouth. (laughs) Wow. Is there one of these lies that sticks out? You know, I mean, you had, she gave you the talk, quote unquote, you know, that Disneyland was the greatest place on earth. Like I've read the book. Is there anything that stands out as like the most preposterous or funnest lie to kind of come up with? Oh, there were so many. I loved coming up with, Creation versus evolution. That was the first one we wrote, which just still makes up first Thanksgiving, meeting the Pope, the last brunch, or some of my other favorites. The the you know, that's a big lie that Disneyland is half, yeah. The the four horsemen, H-O-W-R-E, of the apocalypse. How did you listen? You you read the book as someone who's read the book, you know, and you hear Joan Rivers' voice in this. I mean, I know she's well, your mom. You were very close to her. But like, how did you you really believe that all of these are truths as you're reading? Well, them? that's that's the thing is people keep going. Did she really say these things? It's like, no, 
she did not meet the Pope at theater while he was standing in line for the men's room. And I was having dinner with someone last night and they were like, well, he could have gone to theater. I'm like, but he would not be standing in line for the men's room. There'd be a little thing called security. Like, come on, people. Like, get with it. That's the great thing about the book, though, because as I was reading it, I was like, these some of these have to be true. I'm like, this just this sounds like Joan. This sounds like something she would say to you. So that's really was done. Yeah. You know, the most honest thing is the very beginning and the very end, the conversation with her best friend, Margie. Right. That is an actual conversation that I had. I told you not to tell Margie, Margie. Well, I didn't tell Margie. Well, Margie doesn't know the people. So what I asked you not to tell. Well, if you knew I was going to tell her. So why'd you tell me? Because mom, you're supposed to be, you know, those are the two real moments in the book. Right. How is this different than your other books? Like you said, you wrote three other books. What, how, well, how is this different? Oh, vastly different. You know, one was a coffee table book. So that's different. One was the book, uh, book of Joan that I wrote after my mom passed that had, you know, a lot, I think it was a bit, um, you know, more, more grounded in reality. Right. And then I wrote a book a long time ago called red carpet ready. Right. So this is, this is a very much a departure. On a serious note, what is some of the best advice, life advice your mom gave you that you uh, find yourself pulling on, on a daily basis or weekly or monthly basis? Well, it really comes from what our family sort of motto was, which is a sort of bastardized version of a Winston Churchill quote, when you find yourself in hell, keep walking. And that was, you know, and also this too shall pass, which is meant for good and bad. And people are always like, what do you mean? Well, when things are bad, remember this too shall pass. But when things are good, remember that that'll pass too. So to appreciate them. That's good advice. I mean, and it's true, right? It's true of like every situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, you did talk about Thanksgiving in the book. And, you know, listen, for someone who does live in New York, not everyone's Thanksgiving ends up on page six. Your mother's Thanksgivings are legendary. Do you have a favorite memory throughout all the years of this epic Thanksgiving that she threw every year? I think I'll remember. I always remember the warmth. And there was sort of a glow to her apartment and this lighting and this, and it was so beautiful. And that's what I always flash on. And, um, you know, just such a huge part of our tradition. Now our family flies out to my house, like I, but we still have the same dishes, the same glassware, all the same traditions. And it's very important. It was a very important holiday for all of us all through our lives. Did you, like, I know your mom had like butlers and a staff and lots of people helped put this on, but you know, it still takes a lot to plan something and end up like, did you inherit that gene from her? Like, are you a good planner of putting things together? I have a great caterer who knows what I like and has done other things for me and has done stuff for my mom when she was out here. So we have a pretty dialed in. That's good. Do you have yeah, a favorite? I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't have her creative eye. I do not have her decorating gene. She's the kind of person that could walk into a warehouse and tell you immediately how to make it spectacular. I walk in and go, it's a warehouse. Right. I'm more like you. Well, you just moved again. You mentioned. So are you just like, I'm telling you, I said this to you the first time you heard, are you like just the Jeff, you're just becoming Jeff Lewis. Now you just, you like flipping houses. 
No, I don't. I actually just worked with Jeff on his new project. Um, but no, I don't like it. I don't like change. I don't like any of that. I don't do well adjusting to new spaces. Um, I'm great going from hotel to hotel. Yes. But when it comes to where I live, I'm like feeling, I get very, I get that horrible displaced feeling until I get settled. Like in the middle of the night last night, I got up because I didn't like how my bathroom drawers were arranged and I started to rearrange them. And then I realized I really screwed up. <laughs> like, like, does this, yeah. Like, does this need to be done now? Right. Right. And then I just took everything and threw it back in the drawers. So this morning it was like, shit. Where is everything? Is this going to be your last move? Like once you move into the, and you're, you're in a rental now, like once you move into the next house? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I wasn't planning on leaving the house before this. And then, you know, the old story, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So I moved. And actually, I just, as we're speaking, I'm just unpacking boxes in the new house. I don't know. I don't know. And everyone's like, is this your forever home? I'm like, I thought two houses ago was my forever home. I don't know. What would your mom say about this? Would she be like, just get your ass up, Melissa, take that money and get that. Yeah, she would be like, you know, take the money and go. So that's what I did on the house before this. So we'll see, you know, that right now there is a huge, uh, inventory issue in the area I live where there is none. Wow. So you never know. Someone could come. I mean, with the house, this house that I just moved into, uh, before it even went on the market, they had three offers. I just was the first one in. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe if you just don't do a good job fixing it up, I mean, <laughs> well, you never know, but a friend, very, one of my best friends is a realtor and she's like, I could get you X, Y, Z for that house right now. I'm like, okay, don't challenge me. Do it. She goes, where would you go? And she's like, I'm like, God, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Where would you go? Cause you couldn't get right the same thing for that amount anymore because the market's so screwy. That's how it is in New York too. I mean, probably oh, New not. New York's crazy. Yeah. New York like, is crazy. I guess unless you go into a rental, you just don't know what to do. No. How does your and friend. By the way, there's something to be said for renting. You know, I, I was like, as soon as I got in this house and realized, shit, I got to play for the repairs and do this and do that. I'm like, why the hell did I get out of a rental? The last apartment I owned in New York, I sold, I don't even want to tell you how many years ago. And I was going into a rental for one year and it's not, it's many, many years later. You just, I was like, what, this is nice. Like what a life. Now I've bought something and it's different, but there's something to be said about a rental. I totally. Oh my God. There's something said that it's not your problem. I mean, it is your problem because you're living it, but you just have to make the call and send someone else the bill. It's awesome. And then you're like, okay, you fix that like 95% perfect. I'm like you, if it was me, it has to be a hundred percent. Oh, and then I drive myself crazy too. I'm like, all right, well, this is fine. I'm not going to be here forever. So yeah. Right. I can make it work. How and, would- by the way, and this morning I discovered that a major flaw in where I put my vanity mirror and the height of it, because I can only now see like barely from my chin up. I'm like, what the hell did I do? 
now you have to move on. But I'm like the same when I move in somewhere, everything like forget six months, like it needs to be like, we need to get this done. And then that's yeah. its place. And I, it's not going to move. Yeah. Then I, I've got all my shit back all over my bathroom counter right now. I'm like, what am I doing? How would your BFF Josh flag feel about you using this other BFF woman realtor that you mentioned? Um, well, Laura is been my friend for since our boys were in fourth grade. She comes so before Josh. She she predates Josh. Also, I really don't want to mix friendship, even though I do it. Okay, I don't want to mix my friendship with Josh with this. <laughs> because, you know, and also, by the way, the stuff that Josh sells is really out of my age, ge- ge- uh, geographical area. But I don't want to have enough to spend to be one of Josh's clients. He has a certain demographic, that's for sure. Oh my God, you know, and and I think he would get annoyed at me if I'm like, no, 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 half that number, half that number. I could see Josh getting really mad at me. He'd be like, I showed you five things. Come on, Melissa, just make a decision. He got really annoyed at me because I couldn't answer a question for him yesterday over text. He was like, do you know know, how to do X, Y, Z? I'm like, no. And then I get, why not? I'm like, because I don't, can't you find someone who can figure this out? Josh, I'm at dinner. Well, okay, but why can't you do that? I'm like, I can't, but I love him. I love him so much. We love him. Well, listen, a year ago, almost, you caused this media frenzy when you said that you were thinking of adopting a child and you were thinking about it for six years and you were 80% there. It was like a media frenzy. So here we are almost a year later. So any updates on that? Um, only only ones that I find are kind of sad. Um, a lot of people told me how incredibly difficult it would be for me to do. Um, I'm over 50. I'm a single person. Da, 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 da. Yes, I'm sure I could make it work. But I really come to the conclusion that I'm not sure it would be fair to a child. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure that it would be fair. Am I completely out of the market? No, but I don't want to, you know, people are like, Oh, well you could do special needs and they're giving them a wonderful life. And I do think about that still, but I also think, is it really fair? Is it fair? That's what it came down to. And everyone else, I was also told how difficult it would be for me to do. Wow. You know, you you have to check yourself and put someone else's needs in front of what you, or someone else in front of what you want. Right. Do I still want it? 100%. Do I think it's the right thing to do? I'm not sure anymore. And believe me, I've cried a lot of nights because with that realization, The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I need to tell you guys about the way to healthier hair, and that is Way's best-selling leave-in conditioner. That's Way as in O-U-A-I. Now, let me tell you what I love about Way's leave-in conditioner. It's not just that it hydrates my hair. It's not just that it fights the frizz. Oh, I know. You think I have short hair and I don't have problems with frizz. Oh, I do. And let me tell you, this conditioner protects your hair and helps with frizz in up to 450 degrees. Trust me, your hair will thank you later. But that's not the real reason I love Way products. It's the smell. Way's leave-in conditioner has a floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, ah, violet, ooh, and white musk, ah. So listen, discover a new way of life with leave-in conditioner from Way. Go to Way.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E. O-U-A-I.com, code Velvet Rope. Smell it first, then use it, then thank me later. I didn't really, I mean, I guess I didn't think of it that it's hard. You know, like I look at like a Madonna who's did it. I mean, okay, that's maybe not the average example. <laughs> uh, yes, but like, you know, at 50, whatever. But I guess I didn't even really think about that. It would be hard. I just figured, you know, if you want to and you have the means, their doors are open. But I guess by the way, I... they're absolutely, but does that make it right? Right. And it's putting the the quality of life of the child ahead of your own. Right. You know, absolutely. I could, you know, do this, do that, do that. But is it really the right thing to do? Is it the right thing to do for me? Is it the right thing to do for my son? Is it the right thing to do for a child? And if you, you can't 100% say yes to all those things, then you're doing a disservice to another human. And that's not right. Right. And that's really the definition, I guess, of parenthood, like is putting yeah. your children first. You know, and I, and, and, you know, it's a little bit heartbreaking for me, but I know that it's the right decision. That's good. I mean, even though it's heartbreaking. Yeah. What would your mother say if you, if she were, would she say the more the merrier or like, are you crazy, Melissa? She would, she would yell at me for not pulling the trigger earlier. I should have done it six years ago, but I just wasn't in the place and I had too much going on and juggling too much, too many things and dealing with, you know, my mother's passing and the escape and this and getting my son through it and getting work back on track. So you go, okay, this is not the right time. Again, I really feel strongly that it has to be the situation that's going to be right for, another. I mean, even if, and if you were like, well, you could give a special needs child a wonderful life. Absolutely. But what happens when I'm gone? Is that right. fair? I'm not 30. Right. You know, I'm not for like, is that right? Are you going to suddenly 
you know, what's the average life expectancy, like 70 something, you know, do you want to leave a a 21 year old or whatever? I can't do the math in my head. That's this early. Yeah, no, that's, I don't mean to go deep. Jesus, what did you do to me? You went deep on me last (laughs) time too. You keep getting me in trouble. (laughs) Why do I open up to you? Listen, I'm not going to argue with it because I'm nice. I'm trustworthy. You just, you know, this is our third time together, Melissa. Come on. Don't you think that's the right way to think about it? That it's not about me. It's, yes. I mean, uh, first of all, there's so much because I'm, you know, close. We're basically the same age. So the fact that the average life expectancy is in the 70s, I I can't even comment on that because then you do do the math and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? That's one whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I guess you are right. Like, you know, if you think back to like when we were children, you did always look at the children that had the older parents, whether that's right or not. Children don't think that way. You know what I mean? Like, so, and then you do leave a child with no parents at an earlier age. Granted, I don't think 50 is old. No, no, but I also think, how does that affect my son's life? Did Cooper have any thoughts on this when you... You know, Cooper's Cooper's living Cooper's life. And it's not really something I wasn't in a place to start to talk to him about it. And for you know, whenever I had he's like, that'd be great. He always wanted that, especially when he was younger. But I think he doesn't understand that that would mean it's his responsibility later in life. Yeah. And because there would be such remember, Cooper's 21, there would be a huge age gap. So he would then end up being responsible for a much younger sibling. And is that right to do to him? Sometimes I overthink things and I get like kind of paralyzed by the whole thing. And you can tell I've overthought this. But at least this is like a life decision. You know, listen, you're overthinking your vanity mirror and whether yes. it's adopted child. So these are, these are important things. Oh, and because they're so equal. Exactly. And your mom would have just been like, what the hell is wrong with you, Melissa? You should have done this six years ago. Yes. She would say, stop thinking. Just do. Don't, yeah. Because I will paralyze myself overthinking things. And everything in life. See, by the way, you should see me try and pay, pick a paint color. You want to see paralyzed. Your designer must love you. Every time you move, then you have to go through all these decisions. Are they just used to you by now? Or are they just like, okay, she's going to take a minute to make a decision. Well, what I do is I always say, you figure it out. And then here's, we walk around and here's what I'm thinking. And then bring me, spin your ideas off that, but don't bring me that many samples. Don't bring me like 20 greens. Right. Let me start with like four. And if I don't like any of those, we'll go to another one, but don't overwhelm me because they bring out that paint sample thingy with the, the little fan thing. And that's like my favorite thing. I'll sit there and play with that all day. All, all colors are not created equal. Try to do gray. I always do a gray. Grays are hard. Excuse me. My bathroom is gray. My bedroom is gray. And then it's like a whole, well, what's the undertone? That's what it is with the grays. I like a gray with like a light, like purple opal essence undertone. So many grays are either blue or like brown or green. And then you step away and you're like, is this brown? And then most people tell me I'm crazy. They're like, there's no color that is except gray. And I'm like, now I see brown. So now I'm upset. I completely, I feel your pain. 
is gray. It's everything in my house is gray. But always. it's white. But it. Good luck choosing a white. That's hard too. Oh my god. Oh, you, choosing a white is impossible. I would think that would be so easy. Well, no, it's got you've got pink undertone. You've got yellow undertones. You have white that's too bright. You have ones that you put on the wall and they look kind of dingy. Oh, it's like, it's, it's, the struggle is real. (laughs) Listen, when it comes to home decor, I am, Jeff Lewis would approve of anywhere that I live because it's like, you could eat off the floors. Other than that, I'm a mess in my life, but not in my home. It needs to be like Christian gray, 50 shades of gray, like crazy cold. Well, speaking of Madonna, because you mentioned her in this book also, your mother, you know, notoriously made fun of her on Fashion Police and like a lot of other people. But, you know, it's you mentioned in the book, like she really respected Madonna's like, is that true? You know, that she oh, respected 100%. Madonna. 100%. My mom, you know, respected all strong women. But boy, oh boy, did she respect Madonna. Did you or her know Madonna? Uh, met a few times. Met a few times. But she really, you know, talk about someone who they knock her down, she gets back up. They knock her down, she gets back up. They knock her down, she gets back up. I mean, talk about a fighter. Listen, she was a trailblazer. Like you said, knock her down, she gets back up. She never takes no for an answer. She was the first in so many categories. And she has no problem telling someone to fuck off. I mean, am I the only one that sees similarities between Madonna and Joan Rivers? Absolutely. 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 And I think that's why, even though we made fun of what she was wearing, my mom really did respect her and her work ethic. Yeah. I think your mother would have a field day with her Instagram these days. Oh, I think my mother would be, I'm, I'm just happy that we don't, we never got to experience my mother on Instagram. She was not... It was never safe to let her loose with any kind of technology. First of all, she was horrible at operating it. Second of all, you know, the last thing she needed was a megaphone at her fingertips. It was bad enough when she was on Twitter. I couldn't imagine her on Instagram. I mean, look, we all have trolls, right? No matter what alleged you are. I mean, she, I would probably just... I don't think she'd be quiet, right? I don't, I don't think we would have taught her how to actually read comments. Just how to post. We just, not even how to post, just how to take a picture and write a caption and let others do the technical part for our own personal safety. We don't need her in the middle of the night answering people. That would have been, she probably would have loved it. She would have, but she probably would have been canceled. That's true, especially with the world of what we're into. What we live in now, yes. Was there anyone, you know, like I make a joke about like Madonna, was there anyone, you know, like Snoop and Martha, like now we all know this is a thing. Was there anyone like your mother was really close to that we would be shocked to find out? Oh, probably. I need to think. Um... I mean, I know she was close to, you know, everyone loved Joan Rivers, but it just made me think when we mentioned Madonna. Oh God, who was she close to? She had such an eclectic circle of friends. Um, 
I don't know. That's a tough one. I think she has some unusual relationships um, with the artist Rauschenberg. I don't think anybody would have ever expected that. No. You know, and they were friends. I think, well, I think we can go right to Charles and Camilla. That's true. That's not a friendship that you would think. No, no, not even close. And she was, my mom was at their wedding. Wow. Although they're proper and like when your mother's her decor and the way she threw events, that was very proper too. So I guess I could see it kind of very proper. Do you ever miss the New York city apartment? Oh my God. All the time. And now it's for sale again. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone said to me, you should buy it. I'm like, are you insane? (laughs) Do you know how much more it's for sale than you sold it for? It's now for sale. I think I read for 33 million. So that even is your mother like saying, Melissa, why didn't you just hold on to this apartment? Thank God I didn't. That's all I'm going to say. You know, you got to go and the time is right. Totally. Just it's listen, everyone thinks it's so easy to get out of a real estate purchase. It's not. Oh my God. It's not. Even now when there's like so little inventory, but it is not, it is not easy to check as many, but I mean, at one point you can say, I can't check all the boxes. And then you decide what isn't that important. I mean, it's a whole, you know, again, as, as a friend of mine says, Tiffany problems, but the real estate market is wonky right now. I have never in New York, at least been able to check all the boxes, plenty, but never all right. I mean, it just never works that way. I have some friends who moved from LA to Connecticut that somehow managed to check all their boxes. And they love Connecticut now. And Well, they're from Connecticut originally. They came out to LA and then they went back. Now they also had to do a major renovation, but they, they checked as all, almost all the boxes as far as, as everything, but like, oh, I need to put in new floors. That's pretty good. That's great. That is really good. That's the only time I've heard that. It doesn't happen otherwise. No. Well, the last time we were here too, we talked about speaking of people that work hard. We talked about how like you and your mom respected like the Kardashians because they're very hardworking. Are you as excited as I am for the Kardashians to return to Hulu? Hopefully for another 20 seasons, I just want to put out there. Um, I'm not sure I'm so excited about that, but I am fascinated by this whole Kanye, Pete Davidson brouhaha. I was just reading about it this morning and Pete sending a photo of him without a shirt saying, he's, where are you? I'm in bed with your wife. And then Pete goes on to say, let's talk in person. And Condé's saying, not just come to Sunday service. I'm really, really, this is, you know, again, it's the Kardashians. It's, it's being lived out in public. I'm obsessed with it myself. Like, it's almost just like, what is going on? What's going on is it's going to be an unpleasant divorce. One person wanted it and one person didn't. I mean, look, I've had a lot of bad experience. If I'm being honest in my journey, 
beauty products that have toxic ingredients that are fragrance. Listen, I love a great smell. Who doesn't love a great smell in their beauty product? But a lot of the ingredients are toxic. Now I've personally break out and I've had negative reactions to a few past beauty products that I've used. Now, you know, here behind the velvet rope, we love to gossip, but that's when it comes to celebrities. I'm not going to drop names on which products didn't really work out for me. That's in the past. Let me tell you, doesn't matter anymore because I've discovered lather. Lather is what I turn to daily and the products are natural. Lather is what I use daily. And what I love is that they're made with zero synthetic fragrance. I got to tell you about their newest product. It's freaking awesome. It's cactus flower and aloe gentle face scrub. (laughs) It feels gentle when you use it. It's awesome. And listen, like it leaves my skin feeling so luxurious and so like refreshed. Seriously, cactus flower and aloe gentle face scrub. Really, I use it. I use it every day when I wake up and every day before I go to bed. They have so many awesome products. Get 15% off your order with code velvet at lather.com slash velvet. That's 15% off your order with code velvet at lather.com slash velvet. And I think to like, look, I think it makes it easier for the person that wanted it when this is the type of behavior, just like, um, it's almost like to me, I'm like, I don't know how Kim could have been married to this person. Cause I mean, we saw things, but now it's getting really crazy. I agree, but it also depends which side you're on. If there is, right. you know, there have been times where you've been like, where one has been like, you know, why would Kim jump into such a public relationship? She just got burned by being in a public relationship. You know, so at one point you're like, why is she, do-? you know I mean? There's so many angles to this story and they all are good for the Kardashians. <laughs> Somehow they have made it all good for them. And that's why you respect Kris Jenner. It all works out somehow, right? She makes it all work for them. And that is the brilliance of that woman. Brilliant. Like I- and they just did like a variety piece on all of them. And they're all getting the same amount of money now. And I'm just like, you could just imagine how this deal was negotiated by Christian. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. That's a family you kind of want to go get adopted by. Yes. You know what? I don't need to adopt. They need to adopt me. You or just run my life. I don't care either. Listen, can't you just call Chris? You were on E, you have the E connection, you were on Fashion Police and just be sure, like, Chris, Chris, you know what? Don't spend all your time on your actual family. Please come and help me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Your actual family who keeps you really busy and makes you more money than you don't right. need any other clients, but just come no. and help me. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any guilty pleasure since you're not as excited as I am about this return to Hulu and I cannot wait to watch every second of it? Like, are, do you binge any TV? Oh, I just binged Pam and Tommy. Was, I haven't Love. seen it yet. It was good. <gasps> oh my God. It's like a cartoon come to life. It's awesome. Awesome. I loved Pam and Tommy. Um, what else? I mean, I watch them. I'm watching the Gilded Age. I'm watching the Lakers thing on HBO. I'm watching all those shows. Do you know that, speaking of Pam, Pam is taking over the role of Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway here in New York City. I did not know that. I thought she was pretty much retired. I thought so too, but now they're doing a Netflix documentary with her. Like she's, it's after this Pam and Tommy and now she's in Chicago. It's coming 
think for eight weeks or something like that. But wow, I think you have to prepare. Like, so, I mean, I, I will be there. Let me just tell you that I thought she was retired too, but now she's going to come to Chicago. I hope that the critics give her a fair chance and not just go after her. They gave Erica Jane a fair chance when she was in it. And she was actually and how was good. She? she was, I mean, listen, considering it was stunt casting, you look at her against the other people that are, it was, she wasn't bad. Honestly, I was pretty shocked. Really. And by the way, it's like, it's become the new Greece. Remember everybody was stunt cast in Greece. Now everyone's being stunt cast in Chicago. And but you do watch it, and this is no shame shading, but you watch it, and the other some of the other people that are in it have definitely been in it for a long time. Like, but good for them for not having this up and out policy. Granted, legally, there might be a lot of issues with that too, but there's a cast that's been there for a really long time. But Erica was like, Wow, you're holding your own. You're pretty good. So I have high hopes for Pam. It's gonna be a monster sellout. I mean, I, I just, this is the most exciting thing. As a gay man that lives in New York, this is the most excited I've been in months. If you could tell someone to go see one show right now, what would it be? I would probably still say like Tina was great. Moulin Rouge, maybe Moulin Rouge. There hasn't been something new that I personally have been like, oh my God, this is amazing. I kind of want to see MJ Candy Spelling was behind that too. I think Moulin Rouge, if you really haven't seen it, I would see that. Just spectacular. Spectacular and just easy. And like, how could you not like this? Like no matter what your tastes are, you'll probably like it. Right. I would say that. Tina, I thought was good, but I could see like, I guess if you don't like the music. Which would be a problem. But then if you don't like Tina Turner music, then why would you go see Tina? Right. I mean, like, there's an interesting story and all that, but I, I would say Moulin Rouge is where I would start if you haven't seen it. Okay. What about it's red carpet season? You've been on many red carpets. Do you have a favorite show? Do you have a favorite award show? Uh, my favorite award show sadly no longer exists, which was the Golden Globes, but they deserve to be put on timeout. But that was always my favorite. That was always the most fun. You had TV and movies. You had everybody was just back. It was the new year. Everybody was a little bit refreshed, having fun, happy to see each other. But, you know, they did deserve the time. They, they deserve what the time out is. But that was my favorite. So that's kind of a bummer. Do you think the Golden Globes will ever be back? Oh, I have no idea. I'm so far removed from following that every minute. That I have no idea. I just know that we're getting ready to crash headfirst into the Oscars. And we've definitely, I was just looking at the pictures of uh, what Gaga wore to the BAFTAs. Was it the yes. BAFTAs or was it the Critics' Choice? I think it was the BAFTAs. The gold and black Gucci. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure lo- it was the BAFTAs. And then she wore a really beautiful green dress to something that I thought, you know, it's all Gucci, obviously wasn't loving the black and the the gray the black and gold you aren't i knew what she was trying to do but it just didn't you know sometimes it's a miss sometimes it's a hit last the week before i loved her dress yeah and you're not you don't you just kind of look but you stay removed from it all these days yeah i post i thought at the critics choice awards i think that was the other night Selena Gomez looked probably the best I've ever seen her look in a red dress 
she looked beautiful. She looked great. She looked great. Do you have any, you know, memories from like, you know, Joan and Melissa on the carpet? You know, look, your mother said everything to anyone, no matter what. Anything that just really pissed someone off or just like major fuck up where she just didn't know someone's name or just some. Oh, my God. There were so many times I can't even. Everyone's like, what was your best memory? I'm like surviving each show. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, every, every, you know, when you're live, every moment is 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 challenging. But I always think about like, what were my favorite moments? And I'm so fortunate to say there were so many you know, it's, it's the hard moments and the bad moments that you really do remember, not all the good ones. Oh my God. When my mom and Leonardo DiCaprio met for the first time and I could hear it in my headset and hear the, uh, see it. And she's like, so good to see you because you too, because you realize we've never met, but I feel like I know you. And she's like, I feel the same way. And it was like the sweetest moment. That's sweet. It was so sweet. See, there were tender moments. Oh, 100%. There were so many lovely moments. It was, I mean, listen, it changed red carpets, really. I what do you, so. I mean, I mean, it did. I'm what not you, sure if we, I'm not sure if we've done something good or bad, but. <laughs> totally good. Totally good. Listen, Fashion Police 2 has changed. It's, it was all good. It was. It, looking back, it was all good. You know, and everyone's like, bring back fashion police. You know what? You can't bring back fashion police. Not in this climate. Not in this climate. Because it was a show where you had to have an opinion and you had to express it. And we live in a world now where you're not allowed to do that. How does that make you feel? I think, I think everybody feels a little bit stifled at this point. I think... In, a, in one sense, it's really given all of us a broader level of sensitivity and way of looking at things. But I also feel it's gone too far and it's killed a lot of, a lot of comedy. And it, it, it's, you know, it needs, the pendulum swung so far. I feel like it needs to right itself now a little bit that people aren't literally canceled for something they did 30 years ago. Yeah. I think it's switching a little. Maybe. But also you want to allow people, especially comedians say you're allowed to, I finally feel like they're going to soon start to give us permission to laugh again. Cause I feel like that was taken away. I don't know how a comedian does their job now. I don't know either anymore. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen any live comedy lately, so I don't really know. Not at all. I don't either. I would imagine it's not easy if you're trying to avoid certain topics. It's got to be, being a stand-up now has to be incredibly challenging. Incredibly challenging. Do you think your mother just would have, I mean, curtailed her act? I like to think that my mother would have been grandfathered in like a Dave Chappelle. That you would want her to go bananas commenting on it. You know, I, I think it would have been a lot of that going after people that were doing that and taking the the air out of them. That would be fun. 
you know, I saw, I remember this so clearly, a clip of these people, is these college girls, I guess Chelsea Clinton had spoken and she was leaving whatever place it was. And these people were coming up and like yelling at her for stuff her parents did. And you, and she's standing there apologizing. And you're like, this has gone too, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. You're yelling at someone for something you didn't like that their parents did and not stopping till she apologized. I mean, that's, you got to admit, that's crazy time. That's cr- a lot of, that's crazy time. A lot of it's crazy time for me, to me, I think that's crazy time. I think the other thing is like any cancelization by not saying anything. Like there are people now that are canceled or have been canceled just by default of not speaking up or that's crazy. Oh yeah. Now, now your silence is criticized. Right. And it's, it's, yeah. How do we get back to the middle? How do we get back to the middle? Listen, everyone, there's a lot of people one-on-one when you talk to them, they're tired of it all. No, no one wants to say that, but one-on-one you get things. I mean, I get DMS that if I copy them and I never would, but you're just like, I mean, I've had people on my show that are controversial and they, all this criticism. And then you get all these DMS like, Oh, I love these people. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Cause they're just saying what they want. And, and look, I think it's a lot of people are tired of it. I, I think. But I do think in one sense, it was, it was a needed sort of check yeah in that but i think we've all gotten the idea of of a broader sense of sensitivity yeah but we can't live afraid right and like i've have personally learned things that i just didn't know like truly just didn't know and i'm like oh wow so i that's what i love like when you're like huh i saw nothing wrong with whatever but now i get it so no one's schooling me because it's not something i said but it's from another situation that's the positive for me Yes. But I agree. I think it needed to happen. And now it, there has to be some middle ground. Like, I, I agree. There has to be middle ground. That. Has anyone ever come up to you and screamed at you for something your mother did? Oh, my God. So many times. <laughs> but mostly now it's all very positive. You're like, I didn't say it, people. It's like, back off. And I was I'm like, really? You want to, you, you want me to re- be responsible for what came out of her mouth? You're never going to get to walk from point A to point B. You'll be stopped wherever you go. Right. So I'm always just, but most of the time it was that they, they loved her. But when I just look at him, I'm like, really? What? I, or I, or I always deflect with my own humor. You know, I always say, yeah, really go back and watch what she used to talk about when I was in high school. Don't start with me. Well, speaking of your own humor, like you wrote this book, which is very funny. You dedicated it to Cooper. You said, sorry about this. Like, I mean, do people realize, I mean, I've realized it because I've had you on twice before and I've read your other books, but like, do people realize like you're actually funny or is that like saying to Paris Jackson, you should go and become a singer? I think it's a little bit of that. I think um, people are always surprised at how funny I am. But if you go back and look at interviews with my mom, people say, who makes you laugh? And she would always say me. And we have very different humor. Very different. So I people are always surprised when I'm funny. Yeah, I would think so. Like, I think if you say Melissa Rivers, people don't think, oh, my God, she's so funny. But again, I've had you on twice. Yeah. I've read your other books. They're funny. Yeah. And my son is funny. He is. 
Yeah, Cooper's funny. How do you think your brand of humor is different than your mom's? I think I'm much more sarcastic and I'm much drier. I could see that. Much drier. My my humor is much more like my father's. And my father made my mother laugh. So I, I think I'm much drier. And Cooper and I, my people don't realize how silly my mother was in real life. But Cooper and I are very silly. And everyone always laughs because we'll give each other, like we always are giving each other like stupid mugs. You know, like that's the kind of shit we give each other. For Valentine's Day, I got him a keychain that has a picture of a shrimp on it. And it says, I shrimply love you. Like for uh, Cooper and I laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. You know, I got him the mug that said, um, uh, I smile because I'm your mother. I laugh because there's nothing you can do about it. But that's, you know, so that's our humor. We're always sending really goofy um, Instagram videos back and forth. So Cooper and I have a very, are both very silly. I don't even know where you would find a keychain that said that or mugs of the sort. I mean, I'm sure you right, could Google again, it, but. By the way, I think I, fa- I don't even remember where I found that. I was like, I should, like, it just made me laugh. You see and it he in your sent life. Me, he sent me a water bottle for Valentine's Day that was so funny. I can't even say what it says on it on the air. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Where'd you get that? I'm like, my son. <laughs> You're like, this is from my son. But you never thought of any, trying any type of comedy? like stand-up? Oh God, no, I would never do stand-up. That would be like walking into the fire and knowing you're going to get incinerated. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. And Fashion Police was really funny too, for a lot of reasons. Fashion Police was very funny. You know, that's the show everyone's like, bring it back, bring it back. You can say whatever. You can get away with it. I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. You cannot... To be able to say that you didn't like someone's dress, you are going to have to qualify it so much so that you don't get in trouble. It'll take up the whole show. I'm not saying that they're a bad person. I love them as a person. I'm sure that they had other options of the dresses. I'm not criticizing how they made their decision. I just think maybe it could have been a little more flattering, but that's not saying they don't look amazing. How boring is that? And then you'll probably have to say, like, I have nothing personal against this designer. I have nothing personal against this designer. I feel they're super talented. But obviously, I'm just, you know, I don't love this together. Yeah, that that would take forever. Also, it would be boring. It wouldn't be as interesting as the magic that it was during the first several incarnations. Yeah, it would be boring as hell. How is your podcast going, Melissa Rivers Group Text? It's it's going great. I'm having the best time and super interesting guests. I've gotten the opportunity, which has become really fun, of getting a lot of people right as they're breaking. And that's really fun because there's like a lot of these actors and actors are still very excited and it's just beginning to happen. And they're very happy because you can feel the energy and that's such a wonderful time to interview someone because they're not callous and jaded like me yet 
for me. And like, they're just excited by their careers. They're a little bit looser on what they say. They're just real. It's a real conversation. Yes. Than talking to someone with 17 agents and managers and networks on the other line that nobody can see or hear about or knows. Right. For the record, everyone, no one is on the line listening today with me and Melissa. Just putting that out there. Oh yeah. No. Just us. But we have a relationship. We have, we have, we've got a mutual love. We do. After three times. I mean, do you have a dream guest? Like if you could have anyone on your podcast? Oh, that is such a long, long, long list. Right. Who doesn't have, who was your dream guest? Well, I mean, realistically, I would have to say I've gotten a lot of people along the way, but you know, I mean, realistic or not, because Madonna and Cher, I mean, not that I'm gay or anything would be the two that I would like. But like, if I'm living in the real world of reality, you know, I like, I have, I always tell people I have weird tastes. So like, I like, like the 90210s. Like I like, like a Shannon Doherty. I would love to talk to. It's just, it's strange. Like not even people like that, but really Madonna and Cher. But if I'm being realistic, like a Shannon Doherty, what, what yeah, about you? But no, I'm saying fantasy guests would be Madonna and Cher. Yeah. Five minutes, three minutes, whatever, whatever it minute is. Minute 30. but also like I have to say like I would love like a Kris Kardashian too just from like because I love like I've had people from Shark Tank like I love like a business interview also and just like where it's both so like with Kris there's so much but I want to get into like her business mind and just be like same thing you said like do you realize you're like the most brilliant one of the most just brilliant you're brilliant brilliant and you know I like to talk about like like how did this all happen and like you know, like when you look back, like, are you, like, are you, I would like to ask Chris Jenner, like, is she aware? Like, are you aware of like what you have done? Like, and I mean that in a positive way of like, I, the Kardashians are, whether you love them or hate them, they're the first family of the U.S. period. Like, yep. there's not a day you could click on something that isn't talking about them. That's, crazy. it's, yeah, it's crazy. How is Cooper? Isn't Cooper, tw- Cooper's 21 now, right? You could officially have 21. a drink with him. Junior, junior in college. He's at Berkeley. He's super happy. Still plays lacrosse, having a great season. And, you know, my baby's an adult, but he'll always be my baby. Do you go visit a lot? Um, well, I go up because it's lacrosse season. I try and go up to all the home games and now having them on the West Coast much easier than having them on the East Coast. I literally, I go up on a 730 a.m. flight. We have breakfast. Like we go to the game, he plays, I watch, we relax, we have a quick dinner and I'm on the 7.30 back. That's like perfect. So it's perfect. And I would make sure that I'm a good mom and I'm out at a decent or early-ish hour so I don't ruin his Saturday night. He's like, thanks for nice seeing you. I I gotta go. Exactly. What about the last time you were here, we talked about, you know, dating, anything you want to share with us, Melissa? I wish I had an update. I am dating challenged. You and me both. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Do you make an effort? Like, do you get Yes, I do make an effort, but it is like a joke. Are you on the dating? Like, where do you meet people? The dating apps? Is it all being fixed up? I was, I have been on one particular dating app. And I, in my, which is so depressing, only two people matched with me in a year. year. 
and you can't like go out with it. So you have to match to be able to speak. Right. Keep in contact with the person. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, can I tell you how depressing that is in a freaking year? Listen, my, my dating situation is no, I, I mean, I make, I've changed my profile picture. I've done everything. Nothing. Not zero, two people clicked on me in a year. What about all these friends like Jeff Lewis, Josh Flagg? No, don't they have straight? No, and I constantly reminding them, I'm like, go through your Rolodexes. Josh is showing houses to all those guys. Like whenever someone's single. He thought he had one, but then he forgot who he was thinking of. You know, it's just... I'm trying. I do get set up. Nothing is working. I'm just like, it's really depressing. Yeah. It's I mean, really depressing. You're, you like really are ready for a relationship. I would not, I would like to not worry that I'm going to one day the housekeeper is going to come back on a Monday and they'll find, they'll, they'll realize I've passed because of the, the odor of the rotting body. <laughs> Honey, I am right there with you. The other day I was getting out of the shower and I hadn't put down bath mats yet. I'm in my new house and I was, it's a marble floor. And I thought, wow, I could really slip and hurt myself. What would I do? How would I even get to the phone? I'd be stuck on the floor. I, and at least I have like doorman. So I'm like, well, maybe like having neighbors, like someone would smell something and somebody yeah. would, but I, I get it. You're just like, but then you go out on a bad date and you're like, well, I can't just take this person because I don't, you know, I'm worried about the, the end. Right. And, and you can't just, I don't want to be with someone for the wrong reasons, you know? And that to me is such an important distinction, you know, to not be with someone for the wrong reasons. Me too. Like you wait, listen, I really feel, cause like, I know people that like are newly single now. And like, I really feel it's a skill. And like, once you get good at it, maybe I'm too good at it. Maybe you're too good at it, but it's a skill. Like when you're okay being alone, that's the best kind of place to be. Right. You don't want to be with someone for the wrong reasons. And I think a lot of people that have never been alone aren't there. I I'm starting to think that my wrong reasons might be a little too critical. Well, there is that too. I've, yes. Like one of my friends the other day was stop writing people off. That's good advice. Yeah. Now we have to take the advice. This is why you wake up in the middle of the night though and think that, you know, your vanity is not in the right place. It's like, just, are we, <laughs> are we perfectionists? Um, I'm not sure I'm a perfectionist per se. But I do like knowing where everything is. I'm either that or I'm like judgmental. Like, I don't know, but I'm not because my friends, oh my God, are the gamut from A to B to Z. Oops, I hit a button here. Okay. Anything else that we didn't cover? Listen, the new book, it's out April 12th. Pre-order. Pre-order right now. Lies My Mother Told Me, Tall Tales from a Short Woman. It's hilarious. It is funny. I'm still in my head going to believe that everything is real and that all of these were told to you by Joan. I know that's not the case, but just, you know, let me be. I will let you be. I still watch Grey's Anatomy and it's 15 season or whatever this is. So there's certain things that I just don't want to know are not true. Exactly. 
But anything else that I didn't cover that you want to share? No, everything's good. It's always good to chat with you. It's always good to chat with you. Everyone needs to buy this book. Where can they find you online so they can pre-order this? Amazon, 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 Amazon. I'll share the link. Everyone needs to get this. I really appreciate this. It's always good. Say hi to Sabrina Thank and everyone you. else. I will. Keep in touch. You got Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.